0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. We're here on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time, every single Friday preaching, teaching, uh, really teaching the book of 1 Timothy. Presently, we have taught Galatians and Ephesians, and they're all on the Uh, website thecrosswaychurch.com they're all on the YouTube channel most of them are so avail yourself to that and it's Curtis Hutchinson 316 for the YouTube channel hopefully right now we are streaming live on my pastor Curtis page and the YouTube channel so uh, we're trying something new this morning to see if we can push out streams in both avenues using this Mevo camera but we're glad to be here uh, today and uh, we're, as I said, we're studying First Timothy, the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy uh, in between his first and uh, or, or his, or his jail uh, excursions, his experiences, and he was uh, out after he'd been in jail, he writes this letter to Timothy. And the last letter, the second Timothy, he writes from his death cell, his jail cell, which he would uh, die. Uh, after that, and so it's very interesting that the, the, Paul's mission was always uh, to preach the gospel and always to raise up others and to plant churches and uh, and to guard over them and to contend for this great gospel because uh, it'll always be the case, it always has been the case, that wherever the gospel is ministered, The far majority are believing something different than just the gospel, and we'll see that today in the heart of God, uh, manifest in the heart of Paul toward Timothy as far as ministry goes. And uh, again, this is the 24th day of January 2020, and this is part 4 of Timothy chapter 1. So why don't we just ask the Lord to give us what we need today. I believe He's going to do that. I believe He's going to uh, do some great things through this one-hour teaching today for those who uh, are going to hear it and and listen to it with uh, the, the ears that hear and hearts that are receptive. Uh, which are basically the same thing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to be here with your word open before us. And Lord, the knowledge that you desire to give us and the wisdom with the understanding, I pray for that today, that you would give us the bread of life, that which we need, to be able to grow, to see more clear, to, to, to know you more than we have before, for we know we can grow, and we ask you, Lord, to cause that knowledge to come today that can help us in this process, and we just give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. First Timothy chapter 1, we'll start in verse 3 today. Uh, This is where Paul uh, tells Timothy, reminding him, encouraging him, why he left him in Ephesus. He left him there. Watch this now, verse 3, 1 Timothy chapter 1. As I besought thee, encouraged thee to abide still, to stay at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that you might charge some that they teach no other doctrine. That word Mm -hmm. charge means demand, declare, listen, command. That no other doctrine be taught than that doctrine which Paul introduced them to. And as we covered last week, and I hope you'd go back and listen to that, and you can find out about this in Acts chapter 20, what I'm about to mention, is that Paul, after three years of ministering uh, the gospel and what he calls all the whole council of God to the, to the churches there in Ephesus, he calls the elders together... And he tells them what he's done there among them with tears. And, 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 and that he says when he leaves, he knows that men are going to come in as wolves from the outside. But not only come in from the outside, but men among the elders, the leaders in the church there in Ephesus are going to rise up and begin to make disciples after their own selves. Turning away from that which Paul has given them this doctrine to preach it he's reminding Timothy that no other doctrine is to be taught and I know that there are other doctrines because the word doctrine really Mm -hmm. just means teaching so there are many things to be taught doctrine of faith doctrine of this doctrine of that in the Bible Uh, Mm -hmm. the doctrine of repentance all all the topics in the Bible we can call those avenues of doctrine we can call them teachings Mm -hmm. of God's word and and this is what Paul was was left to deal with because I mean uh, Timothy was left to deal with because wherever as I've said the gospel is ministered others yeah. will constantly yes. be attacking that yeah. constantly emails are constantly sent by people who don't understand that they're being used by Satan uh, and they're calling people like us mm-hmm. ministers used of Satan. But I'm going to tell you something. This doctrine that Paul was referring to when he told Timothy that they teach no other
1: doctrine. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we need to think about that. Mm -hmm. This doctrine uh, is the doctrine... That form of doctrine that forms us into the image of Christ, this doctrine that freed us from sin, this doctrine that made us who we are in Christ. This doc- it's it wasn't the doctrine of angels or the doctrine of of, of any—all these. It was the doctrine of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The doctrine and and all the other doctrines in the Bible have to be tied to that, mm-hmm. and I'll show you why this morning. If you look at At uh, Romans chapter six, verse seventeen and eighteen, the Bible says, "But God bethink that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart, and that means believed, because when you believed this doctrine, God calls you being obedient. When, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin." describes what doctrine that was. The doctrine of the gospel. The doctrine of Christ. The teaching of Christ and Him crucified. That's the gospel. That's the message of the cross. Christ and Him crucified. When you obeyed that, when you believed that, you became obedient from the heart and you were then made free from sin and you became the servants of righteousness. And if you go ahead and we won't this morning go back in my Romans teaching which is on the YouTube channel and the website uh, and and, and follow along with us there verse by verse in the teaching of Romans which presently we're in chapter 8. Uh, That takes place live every uh, Monday and Thursday morning. But you will learn in Romans chapter 6 alone that you and I cannot serve God unless we're serving righteousness. Mm -hmm. And we cannot serve righteousness unless our faith remains in that which made us servants of righteousness. The only avenue to serve righteousness is through faith in the gospel, that form of doctrine that freed us from sin. Amen. All the other doctrines in the Bible must be tied to that. And if you'll scroll down, uh, we'll skip, but we'll come back and cover it. Uh, it tells why Timothy has to be on guard, contend for the faith, command them to teach no other doctrine, and and, and this is why he he, he tells them, look, uh, let's just let's just read uh, in verse. For, and let's just read a few verses and watch what happens in these verses. Verse four: Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions. Mm-hmm. Just just questions. These mm-hmm. these things that are just uh, uh, ge- about fables and endless genealogies, and we'll see. These were pro. These were probably the Jewish converts who were trying to hang on to Jewish customs and Jewish genealogies and, and just mix it in with the gospel. And Timothy was left there to say, no, that won't cut it. All of that's of old. Mm-hmm. We don't drag any of that over into the new. Yes, we look at it. We take heed from it. But all in the person and the work of Christ. Mm-hmm. That doctrine. Mm-hmm. That doctrine. That mm-hmm. doctrine. If we're not careful, all these other things will become that were, which were only types and shadows, will become doctrine and God won't work in it. You can't serve God in anything in the old. God is only served as we serve righteousness and that only comes through Christ and what He did at Calvary. So watch this. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions, rather than godly edifying which is in faith. So do. Mm-hmm. Now the end of the commandment is charity. It's love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith, unfeigned. That means sincere faith. Mm-hmm. From which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling. Mm-hmm. And that, listen, that that just means unproductive, idle talk. Uh, the word jangling there just means babble. And that's what, that's what Paul left Timothy there to guard from. That's what you hear in a lot of the pulpits today in, our, in, our, in the church today. Just a lot of babbling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to stick with that form of doctrine that freed us from sin yeah. and made us servants of righteousness. And why I'm saying this this morning uh, before we move on is because if that's not the avenue through which we're serving God, that form of doctrine about Christ and what He accomplished at Calvary, all the other learning about all the other teachings in God's Word, this doctrine, that, all the doctrine, they won't do us any good. We'll be learning, learning, learning and not able to come to the truth. There's truth in all the doctrines of the Bible, but His name is Jesus. Mm -hmm.
1: Amen.
0: His name is Jesus. Listen, he's got to be tied to everything. I'm not talking about because we're Christian 40 years ago, now we're just, no, we're not automatically tied. The Word of God has to be presented as it is the living Word, and His name is Jesus, and what He wants to carry out in you and through you. The Word's not living in us and being lived out through us unless it's the person of Christ by His Spirit. Mm -hmm. We can never separate anything from the gospel. Mm -hmm. When we do, we separate ourselves from the working of the Holy Spirit. And we'll we'll see that right here for those of you who are uh, struggling with this. Verse 7. These people... That you're to command to teach no other doctrine. These people that are trying to bring all the genealogies and all the things that are just mere speculation of men—they're—they're the—they're—they're the, they're, they're using God's word out of context, and all they have, all they're left with is pretext. How many of you know the definition of pretext is that which is not accurate? And the Bible, out of its context, is nothing more than pretext, which means it's inaccurate Mm -hmm. the way we're believing it, the way we're looking at it. It's got to be in context, and that is in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. When we move it away from that, we've moved it away from that form of doctrine which only through which righteousness can be served. Think about that. Watch this now. In verse 7, Paul tells Timothy about these people who were doing this. They're desiring to be teachers of the law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See, we ain't, got no, we ain't got no place for that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't care who they are. I don't care how wise the words may seem to be as to why they don't think they need to preach the cross and tie everything to the work of Christ at Calvary. That's only men's wisdom. That's only pretext. That's an inaccurate statement. We'll see it here. Everything has to be applied. For it to be sound doctrine, it's got to be according to the gospel. Watch this. It's going to tell you right here. Verse 8 says, But we know that the law is good... If a man uses it lawfully, mm-hmm. knowing this that the law is not made for a righteous man, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we righteous now in Christ. That's right. We're righteous now in Christ. Yes. But for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing, watch this now, that is contrary to sound doctrine according to the glorious gospel. There it is. Highlight it. Don't ever forget it. Mm-hmm. If what's coming from the pulpit is not according to the gospel, attached to the gospel, if the gospel doesn't come out in the message,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. it's not sound. That's right. I can't grow in what's not sound. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we're teaching on how to have a successful marriage according to the Word of God, how to train our children up in the things, the admonition of the Lord. If the gospel is not in the message, I've said it for years, it's without power. It's not sound. It is God's Word. But what makes God's Word living in us for us to be led by the <coughs> Spirit in the truth of God's Word is the gospel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without the gospel, I'm not talking about it. Let me. I have to say it all the time because preachers don't even realize this. Just because of the gospel and your and our salvation by the gospel does not allow us now just to teach all the other things with the assumption that everybody's faith is in the gospel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> if we're not careful, we'll move our faith to all these other things that are taught in the word mm-hmm. that need to be taught, need to be received, need to be understood, but can only be applied if they are the truth concerning according to the gospel, mm-hmm. everything has to be according to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I understand we've been in this Reformation now going on 23 years this year. Mm. And that's, that's how long it's been. That, that's just, man, that's not long at all. And that's why uh, there's, I mean, not that many people uh, who are hearing it. But they're after we're dead and gone, and, and if the Lord tarries, uh, this, this thing is going to grow it's never right. going to be the majority it's right. never going to be right. the majority because right. the message of the cross mm-hmm. denies me the power to control the church and it gives the power to the Holy Spirit to yeah. control the church it yeah. G- gives the power to Jesus to control and build His church yeah. the message of the cross, the gospel this doctrine releases my control and gives it to the Lord, it is my safety net it's my hiding place, mm-hmm. Jesus. I'm hidden. I'm crucified to the world and the world unto me. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is the doctrine Paul left Timothy in Ephesus to preach and to command that they teach no other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number one, if you go back and look, He tells them in verse seven they they're still desiring to be teachers of the law, which kind of kind of shows us it possibly was the Jewish Christians who were still trying to hang on uh, to the old thing. Now now don't blast them too bad because we do the same thing. Yeah, we
1: do.
0: How much stuff are we trying to hang on to from the past? Yes,
1: we're
0: right. And we old rugged Gentiles. Yes, so, but watch what it says in verse seven. They desire to be teachers of the law, mm-hmm. understanding neither what they say mm-hmm. nor whereof they affirm. That means, and that word, that means. Whereof they're, they're they're acting like they're confident in what they're teaching. That'll that'll paralyze you, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll paralyze you. That'll get you seduced quicker than anything to listen to somebody who's confidently yeah. declaring something. Well, oh, they sound oh so uh, confident in what they're preaching and teaching. And confidence in that which is wrong yeah. will lead you to a place of being yeah. confidently wrong. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Think about that. Mm. They were confident in what they taught. Now I got some things r- wrote down. I didn't have in my notes. I wrote wrote down uh, later. That, there's no end to that. I mean, yeah. you pick up a pen and a paper, and you got to just make yourself stop. But and, I, and this is what I said: if it's not tied to the gospel, it is at best man's empty speculation. Mm-hmm. Remember, if it's not if the Bible's not in the context of the gospel, it's out of context, and that, that means it's become to us only pretext, mm-hmm. and that is that which is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. God's Word, the Bible says in Psalms 33, 4, the Word of the Lord is right. It is accurate. It is right. Now, we can twist it and make it wrong for us if we take it out of that doctrine that saved us from sin and made us a servant of righteousness. Amen. Amen. So the Scripture is out of context if it's not according to the Gospel. Mm -hmm. Well, brother, you you know, I've been in ministry 60 years. Listen, let me say something about that. Don't be seduced by men's size of their ministry. The age that they are or the years they've been in ministry and all they've seen to maybe literally have to, seen thousands saved or millions or, or, or millions saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit does not mean that they're teaching God's people how to live for God. Right? Because 99.9% of all the church is not hearing the Word of God in the context of of the gospel that that is the only object of faith you must have that's the object of faith Christ and Him crucified that made you free from sin and made you a servant of righteousness and if that's where your faith remains then the Holy Spirit will teach you the other teachings (laughs) doctrines of God's word and you can remain in the faith through faith in the cross and serve God in righteousness and holiness all the days of your life without fear Luke 174 and 75. Mm-hmm. So and by the time Paul wrote 2 Timothy, we're in 1 Timothy, he was able to mention at least five people who'd already abandoned the faith. Mm-hmm. See, he didn't he didn't just tell them. What was going to happen when he left Ephesus after three years of preaching all the counsel of God to them by pointing to Christ and His work there, the fulfillment of the Scriptures in Christ concerning all the things that were written under the Old Covenant were fulfilled in Christ and His work at Calvary. They told them men are going to come in like wolves. And even among you are going to rise up and try to make disciples after your own selves. Mm-hmm. And he told them all that was going to happen. And he knew he was going to have to leave Timothy there mm-hmm. to guard against all of that. Mm-hmm. And The minister that's preaching the gospel notices the things that are not of God and has to stand against them. That's what Jude called contending for the faith contending for the faith. And you can't just listen to anybody because they cry with you or laugh with you or pay your light bills every once in a while when you struggle financially or they've done this or done that and been so hospitable and God, praise God for them doing that for you. But if they're not opening God's Word and declaring this doctrine that Paul told Timothy not to forsake and to make sure that all these other things aren't being taught but that this sound doctrine is being taught that the minister has to stand against them. I don't care how much money they're giving. I don't care how much money we're going to lose mm-hmm. right. and have to downsize and sell all of that and get out here into this. Right. And But I, whatever has to be changed for the sake of holding dear yes. this gospel, yes, yes. Amen. This, this doctrine that Timothy was left there and Ephesus just to guard to command nothing else be taught mm-hmm. is the sound doctrine that gives us the sound mind we have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Think about that. There was this story I was reading. Uh, I read it once a while back and then I read it again recently about a woman who had a little baby. And they were on a train over in some country, uh, going somewhere, and it was snowing a blizzard—literally a blizzard outside—and and she didn't know exactly that the train was making lots of stops, and and the, and they were just calling out the numbers to the stop, not not the place, and she. Uh, She told the conductor, "I'm worried. I don't really know. I'm supposed to be in this place." And and he said, "I know exactly which stop that is. I will. When the train stops, I will come and get you at that stop myself. And because I'm the I drive this. I'm the conductor. I'm the engine. I drive this train. I know where you need to get off, and I'll come and get you at that stop." Well, they're out there in the middle of wherever, and it's a blizzard, and it's man, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable, and nobody wants to be in that. And the and 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 this uh, there's a salesman that's sitting in the same little booth area with this woman, and and he they get to talking, and she's telling him where he, she's going, and and the salesman, oh yeah, I know exactly where that's at, and and uh, and she said, well, the conductor's supposed to come get me when we get there, and. And he said, "Oh, there'll be no need for that. I know exactly where that's at. I'll tell you when to get off." And and the train co- finally comes to this certain stop, and he says, "This is where you want to get off. This is your stop." And and uh, she gets her little baby and suitcase, and she gets off. And and she said, "I don't see anything." He said, "Well, don't worry. They they heard the train. They'll let somebody be here in just a few minutes to get oh. you." And the train took off, and they got to the next stop. And that was her stop. And it was miles up the track. And the conductor came back there to get her and said, Where's the woman with the little baby? And the man said, Oh, she got off at the last stop. I told her that was her stop. And the man, the conductor said, That was not her stop. I told her I would come and tell her when it was the stop. So he man he backed that train up all them miles trying to hurry up, but by the time they got there they got out and they found her and her little baby was dead because you can't just listen to anybody the conductor said I'll come tell you when it's time to get off the train we can't just listen to anybody these people are saying we don't need to tie everything to the cross let's let this be about this and this be about this I don't care what you're preaching or teaching it's got to be according to the gospel or it's just in pretext it's not accurate It is. you may be accurately reading it you may be adding something to it but it better be the message of the cross there can be 10,000 sermons, but the message in every sermon must be Christ and Him crucified or we are doing something wrong to that message that we've preached. Think about that. According, Let's go back down here to verse 10 and 11 before we move on. Last part of verse 10. And if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine according to the glorious gospel mm-hmm. there is no sound doctrine
1: right.
0: outside of that which is according to the right. glorious gospel Yes. there is none and this doesn't mean because of the cross I have a ministry now it means because of the cross I have a ministry now that is about the cross hallelujah Because it's the power of God. I've said these things for years and God constantly confirms to us uh, that we're on the right track. I didn't say that we know everything or we're better than anybody and we're not being exclusive, pushing people away. This is for everybody that has ears to hear and wants to grow and wants to be like Timothy and to stand wherever you might be to contend for the faith and to guard against, to command others not to teach, all these other things, that's not sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. And sound doctrine is that doctrine which freed you from sin and made you a servant of righteousness. And if that's where your faith remains, in the cross, then these other doctrines, you can learn them as they are truth in righteousness and serve God in that avenue but only if your faith remains in that which saved you freed you from sin and made you a servant of righteousness I'm not giving opinions I'm not giving thoughts of mine I'm giving the word of God Mm -hmm. and that's what we must stick to that's what most of the church really doesn't want to hear today don't want to hear this, don't want to hear that. They just want a, a, a touch. They just want a, a feeling, an emotion. I'm not being ugly, but that's what you have today. Mm-hmm. That's what you have. Or they come just to be social, and they don't really come to get anything. They just come to be social, and to, and, and and you know, it's a place where I can go find out what's going on all over town. <laughs> mm, my goodness. So, uh,. This means there's to be no usage of God's word that does not point to that form of doctrine that freed us from sin and made us servants of righteousness. That's pretty powerful to me. Yes, since the covenant is a command from the Lord, and it is Psalms 111 verse nine tells us that He sent redemption unto His people. He has commanded His covenant forever. He's command His covenant is not an option. It's a command from heaven that all believe. Now God said, For whosoever shall believe
1: Mm -hmm.
0: can be saved. Because God gave His only begotten Son. And whosoever shall believe upon Him shall be saved. But what you're believing is that which God sent as a command. Think about this. The first Adam had a command not to eat off the tree. He disobeyed. The last Adam, Jesus, had a command, John 10, 18, to come and lay his life down and to take it up again, and he obeyed that command. And that's why when we place our faith in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, in God's eyes, we've become obedient simply by believing in him and his work. Everybody good this morning with that? Because that's, that's the way this works in the plan of God. And we're going to talk about it Sunday morning about the legality of the cross. The legality of the cross. You don't want to miss Sunday morning's message. He And I'm going to read this to you again. Psalms 111 verse 9. Mm-hmm. He sent redemption unto his people. Mm-hmm. He has commanded his covenant forever. Amen. Holy and reverend is His name. Mm -hmm. And and, and ultimately, the way He commanded His covenant was before even men were put on the earth, the Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world, Revelation uh, 13.8. And and Jesus had already received a command to go and lay His life down to raise it up again for the sins of humanity. It was His command. Mm -hmm. He's the last Adam. Mm -hmm. He obeyed the Mm -hmm. command. Mm -hmm. And our faith in His obedience to His command, which was to die for our sins, delivers us from the first Adam Mm -hmm. and places us in the last Adam. And God sees us through that simple faith as righteous and obedient Mm -hmm. and made us servants of righteousness so that we could serve God being led by His Spirit according to His Word and all His words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. See there? Mm-hmm. i got to say it again today. There's new watchers now listening, watching. All of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And God's righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. From faith to faith. That means from faith in God's word according to the gospel to faith in God's word that's according to the gospel To faith in God's Word according to the Gospel. See, this is a confirmation. Let me me just remind us, this is what the Lord does once He gets His people back to their first love, back to that old path, back to the faith, He confirms it all the time. You're on the right path. If He didn't, we wouldn't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: This is how the Word literally becomes a lamp to our feet and a light to our path which is the path of righteousness, Psalms 23 and 3. The path is that of righteousness, that we're able to be led by the Spirit who reveals truth to us. And Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Mm-hmm. That way we can follow His leading and He's able to guide us into all truth and as we're being led in truth, the fruit of the righteousness of Christ that we're serving is, that's what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Then all these other things that are taught as we go back and look at the things under the old covenant. Mm-hmm. We see those are types and shadows all fulfilled in Christ and that's got great meaning for us today. But we don't go back and wear prayer shawls and beanies and set up the tabernacle and do all that stuff that our faith would be in that right. which is a type and a shadow. Those things that eliminated God's people from even going to heaven. Yes. All they could do was go to paradise. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the blood of Jesus was shed, all all the limits were taken off. There is no more type and shadow. Everything that was type and shadow has become light to us in Christ. Mm -hmm. That means through faith in that which freed us from sin and made us servants of righteousness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm teaching better than your amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So, He commanded His covenant. That's why when you believe in Christ, you become obedient. Because His covenant is a command. Yeah. That's why all those who, who go to hell before they're cast in the lake of fire, they're going to stand at the great white throne judgment, and He's going to say, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you never were obedient. And they're gonna think, oh, I cast out now, I didn't didn't we do all this in your name? But obedience is not seen by what we do, but our faith in what he did for
1: us. Yes,
0: amen. Yes, I hear you talking. Yes, we become obedient, but everything we're doing or not doing according to the word outside of faith and his obedience is not recognized by God as obedience. Mm-hmm. I go in the Bible and see I need to do this and I shouldn't Amen. be doing that and then if I just set out to do that on my on my own trying to transform myself instead of coming by faith in the one that gave himself for me to the only avenue through which he can transform me.
1: Amen.
0: Listen, let me tell you something about self-transformation, which is what everything outside of faith in the cross yeah, is, self-transformation. Right. And the Bible says that Satan, his ministers, yeah. transform themselves.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: We don't transform ourselves. Uh-huh. And all these right. ministers right. out there who are preaching that we have to do these things to sanctify ourselves. We have to do these things for deliverance. That's self-sanctification. Yeah. That's self-righteousness. Yeah. And that's the ministry of the devil. Yes
1: amen his
0: ministers transform themselves as ministers of righteousness god's people are being transformed by him by the power of god by the holy uh, through the holy spirit guiding us into all truth as we constantly uh, are delivered daily from things we held dear in the past we don't go back we just keep striving together for the faith of the gospel we're not striving together for anything else but for the faith of the gospel. That's Philippians one we We're striving together for the faith of the gospel. Well, I could just say that all day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is a movement taking place. There is a call. And it goes beyond the initial call of a pastor. There is a call going out to all pastors all over the world to let go of all that that they taught, all that that they thought was right, and come back to the cross, the place of their first love where they saw God love them first.
1: Mm Amen.
0: And the works began. Our first works are the works of the Holy Spirit that God acknowledged. But when we walked away from the cross that day, and we begin to mingle in the celebrate recovery, thought that was an answer and the government of twelve and the twenty-one day this and the forty day that and the walk of a mess and all these other things that we tried to to get victory through. God says, "I won't work in any of that. You're right. you're operating back under right. some law that you got." to do something. You're trying to transform yourselves Mm -hmm. and I can't get involved in that except through you repenting and coming back to the one avenue Mm -hmm. through which I save and I change and I transform. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to have church up in here this morning. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: But Jesus, I'll read you the scripture this morning. John 10, 17 and 18. Therefore does my Father love me Because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus coming as the Lamb of God to be slain to take our sins away to free us from sin and to make us servants of His righteousness was the command He received before the foundation of the world. Do you get that? That's why, he, the, the, that's why the, the covenant was commanded. That's how it was commanded to a thousand generations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Commanded forever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And He is the one who obeyed it without flaw. Yes,
1: Think
0: about that. We were guilty, we were on trial, and we were guilty, we knew we were guilty. There was no one to plead our case for us. We were dead in sin, separated from God, had no way to God, but thank God He sent a witness to testify on our behalf. They searched His testimony for three and a half years. They couldn't find fault in His testimony. They couldn't find fault in Him or His testimony. And then He laid His life down to free us from sin and to make us servants of righteousness. Hallelujah. That's the doctrine we're to hold dear. And we don't preach that and all the other doctrines, right. we preach that inside yeah. all the other doctrines. All the other doctrines are taught and preached according to that doctrine. Timothy was left in Ephesus to guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's okay you want to talk about the genealogies, but this is not what they were doing. They were trying to bring law back into the picture. Yeah. The Bible tells us that. Yeah. We'll go back and look at it. It says in verse 7, they're desiring to be teachers yeah. of the law.
1: Mm-hmm. How
0: many of you know this can be done in ignorance? Yeah, it can. Because, and it right. tells them, because you, I mean they were doing this with a confidence. Yes. But yeah. Paul says, mm-hmm. they're designed to be teachers of the law, mm-hmm. but, but they don't even understand what they're saying. It's the same now when a preacher gets up and says we don't have to intermingle the message of the cross, the gospel with every message we preach. They don't know what they're saying. And they don't know what they're doing. And their confidence is deceiving. And God is raising up ministers ministers all over the world in little insignificant seeming to be places. But that's how God works uh, through the little Gideons and the little hole-in-the-wall churches. uh, And that's what God does. he he, he starts a church in in a town where there's nothing but false doctrine and God begins to peck away. He begins to peck away. He begins to tap on the hearts of his people and there is a remnant, a few that will come out and leave that which Timothy was left in Ephesus to guard against, yeah. they will come out from that. They will begin to question mm-hmm. the preachers. They will begin to even question the ones that led them to Christ and, and and led them to the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And maybe even at one time talked about sanctification only through the cross. Mm-hmm. Amen. But when we begin to go back, when when we begin to go back and intermingle just for the sake of fellowship, because right. let me tell you something, folks, this is a lonely road. Yeah. This is a lonely road. This wasn't no shouting hallelujah thing for Paul and Timothy. Right. Timothy left right. in Ephesus, had to be constantly yeah. encouraged by Paul. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. And you're going to get lonely sometimes. You're going to get hurt sometimes, but that don't mean you got to go back and intermingle in what God brought you out of. Yes, amen. Well, I just need cut there are people right now. Yes. They think they just have to be in a church. Mm-hmm. No, we have to be in the right church, wherever that is, wherever this doctrine is being guarded.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Well, we need to understand this today. There is a move of God taking place. And it will not take place through the words of men's wisdom.
1: Right.
0: Because when we're not attaching what we teach and preach wherever we're at in the Bible, according to the gospel to the gospel, Mm -hmm. it it removes it out of its righteous context Mm -hmm. because the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. Mm -hmm. And faith only comes by hearing the word of God. Mm -hmm. Amen, Brother Curtis. Well, I'm just teaching kindergarten stuff this morning.
1: That's
0: right. Amen. Well, uh, well, uh, not all the Bible. Think about this this morning. Even the creation account in Genesis uh, doesn't refer to, when you study the the, the Hebrew words, it's not referring to God bringing everything out of nothing although he did do that at one time because there it was a time when nothing existed but him. But the creation account in Genesis when you not just disagree with Brother Curtis I don't believe that, bless God. But when you take the time and the effort to go study those Hebrew words out you will find out that God was just bringing things that were already there had been before before the great fall of Lucifer and the world became void without form and empty before that had already been and he was just those Hebrew words say he was just bringing it back into existence Mm. had already been even that Restoration speaks of all oh, thousands of years later in Christ being sent to restore us, mm-hmm. all of them. What about the things before all that? That's irrelevant to us. Whatever happened before that time, we don't know. We don't need to know because before that might not have been about Christ coming. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. Guess what? We don't need to know. That's
1: it. That's it right there.
0: But where it all started that we read about, mm-hmm. after everything was created and God called it good, mm-hmm. that was bringing everything back into existence, mm-hmm. creating man this time in his image. And I don't know about before, mm-hmm. but even that speaks of restoration mm-hmm. restoration, bringing something that had been at one time back. Mm-hmm. That's what the cross is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: bringing us back to God, reconciling us back to God mm-hmm. only through Christ and His shed blood. Mm-hmm. And it's the only avenue we can really understand all the teachings, all the doctrines that are found in the Bible mm-hmm. is through faith. Mm-hmm. And from faith to faith is as we understand we believe God's Word in its gospel context.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There be many that disagree, but I have a Bible. Mm -hmm. I have a Bible. Amen. Amen. I'm enjoying this this morning. Amen. Now, in verse 4, he says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions, rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. This do. So do. Mm Mm-hmm. Godly edifying is what we're after. And, and listen, here the Lord through Paul to us reveals this, that there cannot be any godly edifying outside of the faith, That's right. which only comes from right. this doctrine that he left Timothy and Ephesus with, which is that which saved us from sin mm-hmm. and made us servants of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This proves there is no godly edifying outside of being in faith, and in faith is speaking of what I just said, sound doctrine. Note here that Paul continues to encourage and to remind Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now that this is what he wrote him in the second letter in his death jail cell. And it's 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That can only take place right. in it. We have it as a child of God, but that don't mean we automatically get the experience. If we turn away from sound doctrine, what we have access to, we're no longer experiencing Sound doctrine gives us a sound mind. That's it, yes. Quoting the scripture won't give me a sound mind. Understanding, believing the doctrines of God's word in its, let me say it the way the Bible says it, according to the gospel, will give me a sound mind. Sound doctrine gives us a sound mind. And it's sound if it's according to the gospel. Mm -hmm. I don't get anything from God because I declare the word. Why don't I? Because I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. I get from God through simple faith in His word, believing it from the heart. Listen, all of God's salvation, not just the initial born again experience, takes place. Let me say that again. All of God's salvation, not just the initial born-again experience, takes place in our lives when we're believing with the heart unto righteousness. Mm -hmm. All of God's words are in righteousness. Are we teaching God's word in its righteous context? Mm -hmm. According to the gospel Mm -hmm. is the only righteous context. When we're not Romans 1.18 says the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of those who hold His truth in unrighteousness. Mm. Holding God's Word outside of the gospel context is holding His truth out of context which makes it to us now pretext The accuracy of God's Word is based on what Jesus as the living Word did at Calvary. We need to always remember that. And for the Word to become that two-edged sword for us, in us, and to operate through us and for us, we're going to have to stick with the Gospel. Even when we're studying all these other things that are there in the Bible, they're all according to the Gospel. Yes. All of them are according to the gospel. Or they won't hold a righteous context and they will only produce unrighteousness and ungodliness. And we can be deceived and moved into that place through these new books. And boy, there will be a lot a lot of new books written in 2020. Oh, there will be lots of phrases and catchy book titles and book covers. And the only ones that will hold any power and any transformation are those who point you to Calvary. The rest of them are going to point you to what you have to do Mm -hmm. because there's a deception there that thinks God works from the outside what we do to the inside and He's never worked that way. He works from the inside and the outside. He tells us in His Word that guard your heart with all diligence Mm -hmm. for out of it come the issues of
1: life. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's
0: yes, sir. Out of it, your heart, my heart, come the issues of life. Oh, they can do stuff and stay, say stuff and all this stuff could be going on. It'd be hurtful. It'd be very real. But our issues are going to come out of our own hearts. Mm. Think about it. Mm. Mm. Watch this now. Mm. These folks that... Timothy was left in Ephesus to guard against. When they would preach something false, he would have to interfere and say that's not right. Boy, if you do that today, same thing going to happen today that happened to Timothy and that's why Paul had to continue to encourage him. We preachers need encouragement. Our people in our church that are preaching this message and nothing else need to be encouraged. I'm talking about praying for your pastor that's preaching this gospel. That's becoming determined to know nothing else. Pray for him because man, there are forces out there against him and you. But listen, if they they can tear him down, the, the enemy always starts at the head of anything. Yeah. Just think what would happen to a church if the pastor just got carried off. Church folded at it. Because everything that goes on in our lives as pastors has a huge effect on the people that are being pastored by us. Mm
1: -hmm. That's true. That's
0: true. That's why we all need to pray for each other.
1: Yes.
0: Because what went on in Ephesus in this day we're reading about is even more so today. Everywhere. Yes. It's everywhere. I mean, typically, uh, this stuff's going on, and there's nobody even in these churches to stand up and say that's not right. Everybody just waving right. handkerchiefs and yeah. amening and glory to God. And man, that's the best message I ever heard, and it didn't have anything to do with the gospel. And God's heart is broken; He's grieved.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: my people are yeah. sick.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: My people are sick. Mm-hmm. They're wayward. They've separated themselves from me. I've not moved away from them. They've separated themselves from me. They've fallen from grace. Yeah. They're dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Revelation 3, 1-6, the church in Sardis was told. They were dead. What does that mean? That means they were no longer walking with Christ. <clears throat> but just like these teachers who desired to be teachers of the law... You can't walk with Christ, believe in the law, trust in the law, and teach in the law. You can't walk with Christ. You're not agreed with Christ. That's right. He fulfilled the law.
1: That's right. Yes, sir.
0: Think about that. They probably desired to be the Christian version of Hebrew rabbis. Mm. Yeah. So we we don't bring anything from the old into the new. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, Behold, everything has passed away. And now all things are made new. We do look back at the Old Covenant. The Bible says we learn from the Scriptures. We're comforted Mm -hmm. by the Scriptures. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him. Mm -hmm. So without that, and that means what He did at Calvary. Yes, amen. These teachers of the law, they they desired to be teachers of the law. That's what Paul, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, was shown Mm -hmm. about them. They desired to be teachers of the law. They desired to be the the new Christian version of the Jewish rabbis. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to teach on the deep things of the Old Testament. Paul tells Timothy they don't even understand what they're saying or what they are attempting with confidence to confirm. And let me say this at the end of this teaching session today. The church right now, the biggest part, really almost all of the church, compared to the number that be, and I'm talking among people who are truly born again, they are paralyzed and seduced every time they gather. They are paralyzed and seduced and held captive because the word of god is being declared hallelujah and there's a confidence coming from that pulpit but i'm telling you if it's not the word of god according to the gospel that confidence is not of the holy spirit these people were confident that what they were teaching was right but paul said about them the holy spirit told paul to tell timothy they don't know what they're saying mm-hmm and it says where's that at? Which verse, verse is seven? it? Verse 7 They desire to be teachers of the law they don't understand what they're saying That's right. nor whereof they affirm. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't even know where that confidence they think their confidence is of the Lord and they're declaring the word yeah. of the Lord but yeah. we can do that Yes, sir. And people leave church and say yep. That was the most awesome message I've ever heard preached And it wasn't even the testimony from heaven mm. The testimony from heaven is Jesus Christ yes, and Him crucified That's right. You can find Him and His sacrificial work on every page of the Bible That's it And if you're struggling in that, if you're having a problem with that, if you refuse to go that direction just because somebody who's been in ministry longer than you, who's given you a position, who's older than you, won't go that way, then you are despising small beginnings. I remember in 2005, I said, Lord, I admitted, okay, the cross is the answer. I've seen enough to know that, but how am I going to preach the cross the rest of my life? <laughs> the very question shows a great ignorance. <laughs> because at that time, I didn't see that's what was in every chapter, in every verse. Mm. It's, uh, let me say like this, let me give you a great example of something. we got about five minutes, four minutes. I'm studying... Uh, Proverbs writing a a commentary verse by verse day by day and I finally made it and I'm in chapter 31 the last chapter of Proverbs and we've made that about the virtuous woman and and there's a lot to say about the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. Ministries have been made over chapter 31 of Proverbs about the virtuous woman. And really, if you study chapter 31, it pertains to the virtuous woman. Mm -hmm. But it's really God's wisdom. You can check it out. It's God's wisdom given to a mother who has a a son who is a king. Lemuel. Lemuel. Is his name. Bible doesn't tell us anything about him except his name. But she, his mother, is receiving wisdom to give her son, who is a king, first of all, about not what to look for in a woman. Mm -hmm. Then to look for this one who is a virtuous wife. Mm -hmm. A virtuous woman, he can make his wife. That's the context. So, and, and, it, and it's good, and we can use it to. For a woman, should read that and 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 say that's the kind of woman I need to be to make a good husband. And the man needs to read it and say that's kind of the kind of woman I need to be looking for. A virtuous woman, that's a good woman. I need God says that that God's wisdom, God's word. Mm-hmm. But ultimately and overall, how many of us see that we're the bride of Christ, yeah. Jesus is our husband and king, and we should be the virtuous bride? Yeah, uh huh. Yes. Yeah. That that we cannot be outside of this doctrine. Right. We can read the word, declare the word, and think that we're being transformed by declaring this and declaring that. That's the wrong word of faith, my friends. Mm-hmm. The word of faith is the words of Jesus and the faith He died by. For yeah, Paul said, yeah, yeah. the life I now live, I live by the faith yeah. of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Mm-hmm. Paul never moved away. Even though he taught about the rapture and, and some angels and, and the way the resurrection and the, all the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit and all the things God gave him to give to us, he always tied it to Calvary, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because he's the one being magnified and glorified as long as we're being led by the Spirit into truth. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus is being glorified, our Father's being glorified. And that's when we're laying up treasure. That's when we're bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. Fruit that will remain. Hallelujah. Yeah. I've enjoyed this Amen. this morning. Amen. I've enjoyed this. It's only going to get better. And I know we've said some things that make people want to slap me off the wagon, but you know what? Paul sent Timothy some words that would make those there want to slap Timothy off the wagon. It's always going to be that way. And I'm learning. I said I'm learning just to trust the Lord, to share the truth, believe the truth, pray for folk, but also to know this eases my burden big time. There is a judgment seat of Christ coming for all of God's people. And there He will deal with everything. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you've been blessed. I know you have if you have ears to hear the truth and you're looking for the truth of God's Word. And be sure and go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com and the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. There you will find a treasure chest of God's Word in its righteous context as the truth for your soul by which you can live. Pray for us and sow into the ministry. You can text your giving to 903-231-5950 or give at the website. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then. Amen. Yes.